0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the post-Thanksgiving edition of Birds vs. Boys. We have a Thursday night game that the Dallas Cowboys are playing. We have a 425 epic rematch of the NFC Championship game on Sunday that the Eagles will be playing in. And we are in the midst of a Cold War. We are on Shaq Leonard watch. Aiden, how are you? We have so much going
1: on. I'm fantastic. This is what we do the show for. This is the best weeks to do it. You don't need a script. You don't need bullet points. Nope. You just go, and I've been waiting for this preview since last January. I've been waiting a long time to talk about this game.
0: But unfortunately, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer because that game comes last.
1: That's so. okay. That's okay. We were talking pre-game or pre-show. I'm very excited the fact that the Cowboys and Seahawks are playing Thursday. I feel like the Thursday night schedule has been a little light. So I'm I'm glad it's two good teams. Cowboys, Seahawks need a little, uh, a little boost. This would be huge for them. This turns into a pretty good game.
0: It does. But yes, the Cowboys are playing on Thursday night, but I don't even think that's where we need to start. And I think we need to start with Shaq Darius Leonard. Um, He, again, if you are under a rock here or don't know who he is, he is a former all pro linebacker from the Indianapolis Colts has been released By the Colts, cleared waivers, which means the Colts have to pay him his $6 million the rest of this year. Uh, He's coming off two back surgeries, has some nerve issues. But if you did watch the tape this year, which I have, and I'm sure you have checked out some of it as well, Aiden, the man can still play. Uh, He had 11 tackles, 9 tackles, 10 tackles he got in an argument with the Colts about his playing time, right? He was used to mm-hmm. playing 90% of the snaps. Now he was down to like 64, 70% of the snaps. I believe no matter which team he plays for the Eagles or the Cowboys, um, that percentage is going to go up.
1: I, if you were with the Eagles, he'd probably be around 70%. I think he'd be around 70%. Uh, asterisk because Zach Cunningham is hurt. So mm-hmm. if Zach Cunningham's not there, he would. We don't really have much else. It's Christian Ellis and it's Nicholas Morrow, and there literally is like no one behind them at this Big point. Big Dom. We talked about this when he got released. Yeah, Big Dom, the security guard, is next in line to play linebacker. It's either me or Big Dom, the security guard. That's all we have left at linebacker. If Cunningham' hamstring injury is worse than we think, and he'll probably be out this week, so it. I think his percentage would probably normally be around seventy percent, but given the situation. He makes it an interesting case for him to go to the Eagles. But again, Leighton Vanderesh neck injury out for ever career uh, career. Yeah. Also great option for the, uh, for the Cowboys too. So this is a, this is an arms race.
0: It is. And it, it truly is a, an arms race for need for both teams. I would say, yeah. like you said, you're, you're thin, you have injuries, the Cowboys, where do they need help? The run game. Um, they don't have Leighton Vanderish. Like you said, Damone Clark has been playing very well this year. They've been using Marquise Bell as a hybrid safety linebacker, who is one of the highest graded PFF players in the league this year, has been balling out. But they've also now have been having to have Micah Parsons play a lot more linebacker recently. Um, you know, and we like him on the edge. We like him rushing the passer, even though he's been disrupting the game a lot uh, playing linebacker. But adding a guy like Darius Shaq Leonard to that defense and what Dan Quinn, we've seen him be able to do and rejuvenate careers and and put pieces in place, I think he would be a phenomenal fit for this Dallas Cowboys
1: defense. One, how funny was the thank you he got? He was at the Colts game after getting released. Don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. I I, I thought it was cool. I was like, I'm I'm here, might as well. Mm
0: But when I saw that they put him up on the screen, I was like, oh, did that get okayed, Or is that just like
1: he was like, well, I'm here. And yeah, I did. Jim Irsay say that was okay?
0: But he seems he seems like a great guy, too. Right. I mean, he got again, he got cut from the Colts, and like literally an hour later was at his foundation giving out turkeys in Indianapolis. Like he's just one of those guys that you want in your locker and part of your organization
1: as well. I remember on Hard Knocks, he was a really good guy. I remember him being yep. like one of the stars of the show that they'd follow around because he was in good spirits all the time. So that's a, it's another thing. It's like he would add to the locker room dynamic. I think it's similar for the Eagles as adding Sue and Linval Joseph last year around this time. You know, just add depth to a position of need, bring in like a a, a locker room guy. So I, I think it would be similar for the Eagles to do that. And, Kevin, this is like the move that I tell you about all the time that I'm always okay with the Eagles to make. It's those low risk, high reward. You know, is he the all pro that he once was? No, but if he's 80% of that, this is a good move because like he's said,
0: 80% of what he used to be. He's a top 20 linebacker still in this league.
1: I, he would be the best linebacker on our team at 80%. He's still the best linebacker mm-hmm. on our team. And oh yeah, like you mentioned, the Colts are paying for this. Yeah. Like we're, We'll be on the hook for like $2 million. You know, yep. this yep. comes down to really probably uh better fit because I don't think there's going to be a cost like uh, I know money plays a part, but I feel like the cost structure on both contracts is going to be similar. Like, I don't think it'll be more than just this year for either of us. I think it'd be around the same amount. And obviously the Colts are on the hook for the majority of this. So it's like, perfect. do you want to play for the Cowboys or do you want to play for the Eagles? And do you want to come on the show and talk about it? <laughs>
0: come on on. Yeah, um, while while you were, while you were sitting at home contemplating your decision, why don't you just come on with us and we'll talk it out together.
1: I know this would be the perfect place. Birds versus boys. While they're birds versus boying board Darius Leonard. This is the perfect place to announce where we'll even going.
0: we'll make you the big the big portion of the screen on YouTube. Yeah.
1: We'll be the small ones and we'll just mediate. And whichever one you choose, we'll do like you know, the college kids choose the hats. On mm-hmm. YouTube, we have I'm on the green side, Kevin's on the blue side. We'll mm-hmm. shift you to whichever one you choose. You'll be on the blue side or you'll you'll be on the green side.
0: <laughs> I think that would be a perfect, perfect option. It. And I it, love it. It's really funny too. Not only is it an arms race. On the field, I don't know if you realize all the connections that he has with both teams, right? He does. In Philadelphia, obviously, he was there when Nick Sirianni was there. Sirianni yep. knows him well. He also trains with Devontae Smith in the offseason all season long. He apparently has 5 a.m. workouts with him every day in the offseason. And then with the Cowboys, he played with Malik Hooker in Indy. He's very close with Stefan Gilmore, who he played there, and Gus Bradley, um, who he's very close with, is – a big proponent of Dan Quinn uh, and pushing players like he did to Stefan Gilmore to play for Dan Quinn. So it's like he's getting pulled in both directions, both on the field and off the field. So it, it is going to be interesting when he signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: I was going to say, so uh, the Seahawks, <laughs> the Browns come on down.
0: <laughs> but I, I truly believe December 10th, he will be
1: playing at AT&T stadium, either with a star in his helmet or an Eagle on his helmet. It might come down to winning this week, and t- t- determines if you're going to be on the, the team next week. It'll be it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the decision's coming this weekend. I love it. I just think it'll uh, it'll be awesome. I
0: fully expected the Eagles to sign him today and him be on the field against the 49ers.
1: I I I mentioned this. I was like, Do you think he'd be on the field this weekend? Last week, so I think, like you said. He'll make the decision this weekend. He'll be on the field next week. You, you don't be nicknamed the maniac and then be like, ah, I got to pick up the playbook. No, no, no. no. You just yeah. go out there and tackle. Yep. You just, just hit. Go, things. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it it is funny too. And this will be my last point on Shaq. It's like Monday or I'm sorry, Tuesday Cowboys fans are like, we got him. He's ours. Jerry's having mm-hmm. lunch with him. Don't let him out of the building. He left every Cowboys fans. Like he's going to sign with the Eagles. All the Eagles fans see Dom. He's coming in the building. He's talking to Howie. He's it's not like, going to leave. Um, he's ours. He left. And now Eagles fans are like, damn, he's really going to go sign with the Cowboys. And then Cowboys fans are like, no, nah, he's really going to sign with you guys. It's like, what? No. But if you listen to the tea leaves and read between the lines, this is how it always was going to go. He said, and that's why I tried to tell Cowboys fans, like, yeah. I understand the don't leave the building mentality. But like he said, I want to make my visits and I'm going to go to more than one team.
1: They should have done what uh, the Clippers did when they locked DeAndre Jordan in that house so Mark Cuban couldn't sign him. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> that was a wild free agency. Yes. Future presidential candidate Mark Cuban couldn't even land That's DeAndre Jordan. Now he's going to run the country? It's a little concerning.
0: That's like the movie Casino. You ever see the movie Casino?
1: Uh, yes. But Where was, there's,
0: that, there's that like billionaire or whatever and they have a private jet and he like was up on the casino and then they faked that the jet was broken. And then they like <laughs> comped him a room for the night at the casino. And then he lost millions. <laughs> That's so funny. So, so the jet doesn't work. Sorry. It
1: doesn't work. I oh, can't, can't break in. Can't go Come see. I did. Back. I, I will say I was worried that he was like, he's going to the Cowboys and then the Eagles may be interested. And it was like, uh, are they, or is your agent? Trying to yeah. start a bidding war so that the Cowboys do sign you, and the one thing that you mentioned at the top, he has had multiple back surgeries yep. that were last year. It was not that far away. Not the same guy. Still talented, but not the same. And it's like, okay, where where are we at? Where the truth is somewhere in the middle here. I
0: believe. I knew exactly when it came. I was like, because Sunday came out, like Darius Leonard's going to be visiting the the Cowboys early this week. I was like, sweet. And then I'm watching the goddamn Eagles-Bills game, and Cunningham goes down. I go, goddamn it. I go, here come the Eagles.
1: I thought, yep, uh, I knew it. Uh, me and my <laughs> friend said it right away. Monday morning, we're like, so Darius Leonard's an Eagle now. <laughs> as soon as Cunningham left that game, it was literally... And that got lost. Like, you didn't see him go off the field. So many chaotic things happened. And when the dust settled, you're like, oh, so we're getting Darius Leonard. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, speaking of
0: on-field action, I think that's, that's 11 minutes of Darius shaq leonard talk we will figure out very soon um and whichever team he does decide to sign with one of us will make a video on here so make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel here at birds vs boys pod and listen wherever you listen to podcasts google apple spotify aiden posted our spotify numbers uh on the instagram i really appreciate the tag of me personally on your instagram story Aiden. thank you very much
1: i didn't post it that's not me i don't run the instagram
0: you didn't post but yeah but no you posted one on your personal one didn't you
1: yeah but yeah. i tagged birds vs boys pod birds vs boys pod hi i'm in i know but i was tagging the i was tagging I, the I, podcast I, but I, I hold on we're missing the point the numbers were great yeah
0: the numbers you, are all, and we appreciate it
1: all, all uh, yeah i was gonna say the engagement the following increase the uh listener increase is phenomenal to see mm-hmm. And it's another, I remember it was positive last year and it was a big number and it was positive again this year. And it was a big number that sustained leap is awesome. So it's growing. really, really cool. Did you so get your sure hand uh, over?
0: What? I was going to say, and, and the Twitter and the TikTok have been blown up too. a lot of new followers on our, on our, t- on our Twitter. Make sure. I mean, if you want funny content about the Cowboys, about the Eagles, about the NFL in general, with a sprinkle of actual, you know, News and, and links to all of our stuff. Make sure you're following us, Birds vs. Boys Pod on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, uh, and TikTok as well, and Instagram.
1: Perfect. All of it.
0: All of it. We're there. All of it. We still have a MySpace too.
1: We should bring it back. Huh. Did you, you get your uh, Pandora wrapped?
0: Do they have? To, I don't think they do that. Do they?
1: 118 yeah. advertisements listen to this <laughs> in between I, your songs.
0: Listen. <laughs> Bought a big house. You think my wife's gonna let me pay for Spotify?
1: That is the funniest thing to me that you live in this nice house and you have a fan for.
0: That's how I live in a big house, aid I don't
1: nine ninety nine charge for Spotify.
0: My wife does not let me spend money on anything. <laughs> I live right. have a lamp on the floor in here to make it brighter.
1: And whatever works. It actually does work. That's the funniest part. It does part. look a lot better. It does. Yeah, you're looking pretty, pretty right,
0: right. Built out, I've materials have been bought. Um, I just need my laborer. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. <I'm good>. Um, <laughs> all
0: right, let's get into the Thursday night game. So you, you are correct. The Thursday night games have been a little laxed. Um, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game. Um, when the Cowboys and the Seahawks play, it's usually crazy things happen, right? The Romo oh, yeah. snap drop playoff game. <laughs> The Romo to Terrence Williams on the sideline against the Legion of Boom to win that game um, a couple of years ago in the playoffs at home at AT&T, Cowboys win the game. So it's usually, uh, they're usually good games. Usually at AT&T, the Cowboys get the best of the Seahawks, but it seems like they've been getting the best of everybody at home this year, right? Uh, <laughs> on time, 12 straight yeah. games at home, they're scoring over 30 points a game. Um, I, this is not going to be like it's been the last three weeks. I don't think it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be a, you know, blow out the Giants, blow out the
1: commanders. Panthers
0: and at hell. That Thanksgiving Day game, Aiden, is, I mean, not what I expected. I don't think what you expected either. I mean, we I, we both, I think, were thinking there's a possibility the Commanders, I don't say win it, but, like, play. And they did. I right. mean, Sam Howell threw for 300.
1: Yeah barely though like it just bothers me like what you're you have we talked about this on thanksgiving you're in third and one you're in shotgun twice you run into each other on the, in the formation on fourth and one it's like just just play yeah. they did i thought they did such a terrible job and a cowardly job and they deserve to get stopped the way that they that they did but the cow i mean the cowboys y- you make mistakes like that and they're going to it avalanches quickly with a defense like that like if you make mistakes and you don't convert the fourth and ones and you let sam hal get sacked and you're in these sex second and 16s all of a sudden like it just avalanches on you
0: and i think that's what the cowboys are going to want to try and do against yeah yeah right they're going to want to try and get up early and then make Geno Smith press. And when mm-hmm. Geno Smith presses, what happens? He turns the ball over. Right. With a bad elbow. With a bad elbow with no Kenneth Walker too. So they're going to be down their their RB1. We believe he's he's said is doubtful, but everything you've I've heard from Pete Carroll does not sound like he's playing in this game. So it's going to be no. a player that you and I both like coming out, Zach Charbonnet. Um, so which means he's probably gonna run for like a buck thirty-five and two touchdowns.
1: But that it counts the silver lining, is it's our guy, you know? Yep. Yeah. We were right. We were right. This sucks, but we were right.
0: (laughs) So, you know, I think that's going to be the type of game that the Cowboys want to play. However, I do think this needs to be a more balanced approach um, because the strength of this defense for Seattle is on the back end, right? I think their cornerbacks, Wolin plays really well. Um, Witherspoon plays really well. That
1: phenomenal right yeah so, i think he might actually beat out carter for Defensive defense player of the year.
0: and we liked him too we did like him we did like and it him. it's interesting too like his interceptions didn't really come in college that much but we knew and it's it's translating to the nfl though yeah um, it was
1: like everything else we we're like oh this gets yeah. physical like he creates yeah. havoc out there and it's like oh now the turnovers are coming because he creates havoc out there. There we go. Yeah. So remember his stats, like his senior year, they wouldn't even throw to his side. Like he mm-hmm. didn't get interceptions because they just refused to throw. That at, was like uh,
0: sauce Gardner in college In
1: his direction. <laughs> yeah. Like there were no stats because he just pretty much existed in exile over there.
0: So I think what the Cowboys are going to have to do is, is, is run the ball. And I think they can run the ball. the, even though when they made the move for Leonard Seattle from the Giants, like their defensive run game is still pretty much middle of the pack, right? Mm -hmm. They, they try and if you, if you get everything going one way and you kick the run back the other way, that's when they're really susceptible. Mm -hmm. Um, They try and jump those gaps. So I think the Cowboys are going to try to establish the run and their run game has been being established a lot better recently. The offensive line, there's continuity. Finally, Tyron Smith has been playing phenomenally well. Um, you know, Terrence Steele on the right tackle. He was coming off that ACL injury. Zach Martin wasn't there for all, basically all of camp. So that right side of the line, they didn't get much prep together in the offseason in the beginning. And then Tyron was hurt. And then Tyler was hurt for a little while. Biadish was banged up. It now seems like, knock on wood, the offensive line is coming oh. together with continuity. I'm not no. I am not saying the GV, I'm not saying GV. I'm not even going to say the two words that you brought up last week, okay? If you don't know what GV means, listen back to last week when we talk about the Eagles and the Bills game. Those words will not be spoken on this program ever again. Aiden.
1: did you like my apology? Yes, I did. <laughs> but don't, it still
0: does not atone for all of your sins.
1: Don't don't get an offense line and hurt talking about good nope.
0: good things nope. happening. But the only the only reason I'm saying this is because I think that's another reason why we've been seeing Tony Pollard looking a little bit different recently. It looks like he is running with a little bit more pop, a little bit more power, but it also seems like the lanes have been there for him from this offensive line. Yes.
1: One more thing on why he may be running a little bit stronger and faster and quicker. He broke his leg in this calendar year. Thank you. He oh, might be recovering thing. from his broken leg
0: and a and a severe sprained ankle that needed surgery.
1: <laughs> With ligament damage. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so maybe maybe things are healing in the medical world.
1: Yeah Science <laughs> which is a, is, is a good thing So it is a very good thing though. it means that he's recovering
0: and it, it's it's also good because we've seen what Rico Dowdle has been doing too, so I to had that one- two punch. I, every time he touches I love when he like touches the ball and he'll take a swing pass for like 19 yards and then they just take him out and then you don't see him again
1: until the next quarter I'm like <laughs> yeah the Ravens have been doing this with Keaton Mitchell where he comes in and you're like who was that <laughs> it's like flash in the Incredibles and you're like wait what just happened and then you just don't see him for another quarter it's the same with Dowdle. he has a like you said he has a 16 yard run you're like who the hell was that that ran by, and then you just don't see him?
0: And it's it's literally that meme that we use on it on Twitter all the time, where he's just waving, going into the the smoke, like that's a great <laughs> run, and then see you later. See ya. It's, like it's, it's like Mike McCarthy out. just hits him on the ass as he's coming. Kind of, all right, hit the showers. Good run. Good stuff. <laughs> You've done your job. <laughs> but hopefully, they can establish that run, have the balance, and then Dak can can do his thing. Because I will say, I mean, Dak. Since week six has been has been balling out. I mean, I don't know if you listened even to Aaron Rodgers this week. And I'm not I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this he's the, that he's the MVP or anything, but just the way he is playing the position is different than I've seen him ever play the position before. There's been weeks in his career where you see stretchers like, okay, that looks good. But he has been he even he looked good against the Eagles. He's looked good almost the entire season. So Game. We'll see what what. Why do you keep
1: the define? I think he is a legitimate MVP candidate.
0: Absolutely is.
1: Right, probably top three. It's probably and I
0: think I think if they win this game, heading into the Eagles game, for sports books and betting wise, he's going to jump Patrick Mahomes. So it's mm-hmm. hurts Dak one two.
1: That is the moment I was going to say. So Lamar is on a bye week this week, so he'll probably drop just because he's not playing. Also, the Ravens, I can't, I just can't. It's just <laughs> driving me nuts. They are, they're like, off. I just, they could score 40 a week and they scored yep. 12. And yep. it just, it just, I can't do it anymore. Right.
0: Uh, right.
1: But I was just, I'm just saying like, there has to be the Heisman moment. Mm-hmm. And it probably needs to come next week. If he's going to win MVP, yep. I agree with everything you said. He's been playing phenomenally and he's tearing it apart. And I hate when people are like, Oh, it's against bad teams. It's like, yeah. Okay. But like, if he like, so he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's just obliterating bad teams. Right? Not, like, not all
0: good teams obliterate bad
1: teams. Yes. Like, and that was my whole thing. Like last year with the Eagles, it's like, Oh, they're beating bad teams. I'm like, yeah, we're cooking teams by 30. Like, what do you want us to do? We're we're lining up and knocking everyone's head off. Like mm-hmm. Dak is doing that. That should actually be appreciated. If he was struggling on Thanksgiving against the commanders, that is yep. an issue, but he's yep. not like, it should be, it should be a good thing that he is just dicing these teams up. Yep. And it's so, like, look that with an asterisk because their defense is bad. It's like, no, well, if their defense is bad, then you should perform and put yes. up these stats. And he is. Yep.
0: Yep. 100%. And this is still the NFL, right? There's still NFL yep. pay- players that are getting paid um r.i.p frank reich
1: but you know it happens panthers dude <laughs> they fired we, everybody i was gonna say they fired 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 everybody who was with the eagles i think they have a problem with us josh mccallum do staley frank reich what did we do with you it's uh that but, is hey. this We well, don't have time for the panthers there are only no time
0: my yeah. dream i I think my dream is to be one of these big time coaches and just get fired. Like, like I would love yeah. to be, uh, what's his name from Texas A&M, uh, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Just. Oh yeah. I'll never coach again. You'll never oh. see me again.
1: Yeah. You don't have to recruit anymore. And you, just, you went eight and four
0: every year. I don't have to deal with these assholes that are doing chants and dances at Texas A&M anymore. And I get
1: billion dollars to just go home. Okay. Bye. Texas a and is a little weird. Johnny Manziel does not seem like a Texas A&M guy. They're very weird. Did you see the Mike Elko press conference where they're they're like swaying? Have you ever seen their like Friday night pep rallies? Yeah, those guys that do. The, I don't understand it. it. It's a step below the first episode of uh, True Detective on HBO.
0: <laughs> I think we need to have Jay Arnold on just to for him to explain everything to. It. Like, can you he's can you the you, most it, normal
1: friendly yes. guy of all time? what, what would you know? explain
0: texas a&m like i'm a like a five-year-old
1: yeah mike evans and johnny menzel were at texas a&m and i don't feel like they fit texas a&m at all also mike evans is the savior of my fantasy football team that guy just he's gonna go over a thousand yards again he had two touchdowns again and we talked about this it was like baker mayfield it's just like manzel at a&m where they're like This guy's 6'5". I might as well throw it up and see what happens. And that's just what they do all game. And it works.
0: I put out a tweet this week saying, this is officially, I'm officially 12 weeks into my first fantasy football free year and I feel fantastic. And some account that has like 50,000 followers that I don't follow or follows me just tweeted back. It was like a fantasy football thing with just a gif of saying, come back. Come back. (laughs) We'll bring you back. Maybe one day but I am enjoying it. Um, So that's the offensive side of the ball. It's got to be balanced. Try and get up early because then to the defensive side of the ball, you're going to make Geno Smith press. He's not going to have Kenneth Walker there, right? And at home, especially this defensive line hunts and they get after it. And I think there's holes on this Seahawks line. I believe their guard is going to be out. I believe. Jason Peters is going to be starting at tackle again for them. <laughs> so, um, just line Micah Parsons up against him. Every like he can't move with Micah Parsons. That should be a hate crime if they do
1: that. That's ageism. Can't do that in the workplace.
0: My man's forty-two. <laughs> like, he just Why doesn't want to go home. Out
1: there, to be honest, huh? Why would you want to be out there? Like, I know every competitor doesn't want to quit, but at some point I think my body would be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done.
0: His yeah. body and his body tells him that every other play.
1: Yeah, every false start, his body's like, Let me out of here. I'm done. I'm done. We're using the dying dog analogy like 20, like our first year of the podcast. Four years ago. Years ago. And now he's on Seattle. Now he's on Seattle. He's been on like he was on both of our teams since that <laughs> point.
0: I will say. Um, and this does not have to do with any players, but the the one vibes thing that scares me a little bit oh. is that the Seahawks are wearing those those badass like 80s, 90s throwbacks.
1: Ooh, are they? Yeah. You should have done that last week, but yeah, that's awesome. They have great yeah. throwbacks. They have great throwbacks. Yeah. Also they do. mentality-wise, are you worried? So they are kind of in a desperate state, Thanks lost to the 49ers, lost the Rams the week before, kind of clinging to a playoff spot right now.
0: This is this kinda- is a season de- defining moment for them.
1: Correct. And we kind of saw with the Bills. Like I thought they played their best game of the season. I know that they lost, but it was kind of like, all right, it's it's put up or shut up time. We gotta win this game if we want to stay in the playoffs. I think the Seahawks are kind of in a very similar uh mental state. Does that yep. worry you at all that they it, may come in and look crisp because of the desperation of it all? It
0: does because it's kind of like a it's like a three or four sided perfect storm monster, right? Cowboys are gunshots again.
1: I don't know what it was.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Another water main just broke. I hope not. We're not going to have any water. <laughs> we barely have any as it is. <laughs> um,
1: you could so, probably smell me through this podcast. We don't have to. We, I can't shower. <laughs> let's
0: go outside and just run around in the air. Just air it
1: out. Yeah, just air it out. A little spit shine. So,
0: the thing of that that scares me, it's like a four-headed monster of perfect storm, right? Cowboys have been playing so well against these bad teams. They're at home. Mm-hmm. They know after. The, so the, they could be kind of smelling themselves. After this, they have a quote-unquote mini-bye because they're playing on Thursday. So they have a mini-bye to look towards their biggest rival in the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, who they're chasing for not only the division, but possibly, you never know, a one-seed, right? True. The other side of it is, if they're not having that mentality, the, the Cowboys basically have two options to the playoffs, right? It's the five-seed or the one-seed. There's nothing in between. The two-seed. They could they could get the six or the seven, but they're not getting higher. But if you look at the like, who right now really is catching them for the five? Like Seattle's too bad. Like, so I don't want them to have that mentality too. It's like okay, like we're kind of locked in where we are, blah blah blah, and Seattle's kind of fighting for their lives. So yeah, that does worry me a little bit because it's that perfect storm. So that's why I need this team to just it's head down go to work you're not smelling yourself you're at home you've been playing, and that's the thing that scares me too is like no, everybody's right. talking about how well they play at home how many points they score at home they're undefeated at home they're playing this game at home and then they're playing philly at home so it's like is that bubble gonna burst at some point i hope not but it's always a factor
1: uh, i was gonna say the other thing I think in years past, they've gotten tripped up at the same point of the schedule. If you remember, there was a Thursday night, December game in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Lost that game last year. Jaguars lost that game. I know this game's at home, so it's a little bit different. But it feels like there's a similar point in the schedule where it's like, all right, if we really put it together, we could catapult ourselves to the one. And then they lose one game. Are you going to bring world? up a Mitch lost to me right now? <laughs> you remember that though right That i was the same point it was a thursday night game was that 20
0: 20- i think that was the moment like i was that the was that the game where jalen hurts or i'm sorry jalen smith like was like over the guy doing this and like he like tore his acl in the end yeah. zone yeah. yes oh god that was miserable yeah 2019. i remember that yeah that that was like i think that like if Mitch Trubisky ever was like to his grandkids, like I played in the NFL, like that's the game he's showing them.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Miserable. They won't Thanks. believe him. Thanks for the vibes. Appreciate it. But back yeah, in my
1: day, I got drafted over my home. Oh, Shut up, grandpa.
0: <laughs> and my name was Mitch back then. Then I changed it to Mitchell.
1: Shut up, Grandpa Mitchell. He didn't.
0: (laughs) Nerd. Um, So, yeah, that does scare me a little bit. And the, the, the main thing that does, I mean, those receivers can scare anybody, right? Medcalf, Lockett, and Smith and Jigba. So I think they're one of the only, I think they're only one of three teams that has three wide receivers over 400 receiving yards. So it's, you know, he can spread the ball around. But the thing is, I believe since like week, Five or something. He has more turnovers than he has
1: touchdowns. It yeah. has not been good, and DK Metcalf has been non-existent. Yep, I know for that. I don't mean to make this fantasy thing again, but people have not been thrilled with the uh, output from the receivers of the Seahawks recently, and the output from Geno Smith. So, so we'll
0: see. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm not. Maybe Daron Bland brings one back. I mean. <laughs> Did you see that from Metcalf? He's like, yeah, he's
1: got more touchdowns than I do this year. Oh, that's pretty, that is a wild stat. He has he more touchdowns has
0: more yards, yards than a lot of receivers.
1: I think he might have more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts in his entire career. That is not a joke. I think he might. It's insane.
0: He's got more touchdowns than, I think, Devontae Smith this year than a lot of
1: receivers. Devontae, close. Might have six.
0: Does he have six? All right.
1: He, but still, the, the Pitts thing is. Hilarious. I
0: can't get over it. And wide receivers, how about Keenan Allen just blowing up to second in the league in yards this year?
1: <laughs> I can get behind this movement of just like instead of projecting the next big thing, it just no, just old reliable and throw it to him a hundred times. Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, these guys have been around forever. And the quarterbacks are like, you know what's worked? thrown it to this guy since the past seven years. That's all that's worked. And I'm just going to do that. It's like when they try to invite, uh, start crypto, you know, like, no, no, the
0: dollar works.
1: Crypto. You're not talking me in to somebody else. Like, I don't care. Like, this is not the Rashad Bateman breakout season. Just throw it to the, throw it to Mark Andrews because he's been there for seven years and it's worked.
0: Just give me a hundred dollar bill. Okay. Yeah.
1: I just want a hundred dollars stone cold cash. And that's a keen knowledge.
0: I have so many friends who lost so much money in crypto. (laughs) Really?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, boy. They're like, you want to get in? I was like, I don't even know. What is it? What? (laughs) (laughs) So it's a coin, but you, so do I get a coin? No,
1: it's like in the thing. But you never see it. I still don't understand it. I still don't really understand it, but I think that saved us a lot of money by not understanding Mm -hmm, it. mm
0: -hmm. So we'll see Uh, Thursday night, nine-point spread. I think that's a generous spread. We talked about that before the game. I I could see this being like a 30-24 type game, Um, something like that. Cowboys don't cover, but they win. I think it's going to be closer than obviously the – uh, the games have been recently, but I think it's a good kind of gearing up test before that mini buy. uh, staying at home to then play the Philadelphia Eagles, but just do not look past the Seattle team because if you look past them with their season, basically on the line, you're going to get nipped.
1: Yep. Yeah. I feel like this, I hate the I hate the word trap game. Cause mm-hmm. I don't, I think teams come prepared. It is their job after all, Yep. but, uh, I feel like this would qualify as yep. the textbook definition of trap. Absolutely.
0: Game. So just go win the goddamn game, stay at home, rest up, and prepare to take on the Eagles who hopefully have two losses and you have a chance to give them their third.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Who knows?
0: Who you guys play? You got a game this weekend? I don't even
1: know. We, we have a game. It's somewhat big. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I don't even know where to start. I feel I like Joey Bosa is going to show up. Joey Bosa?
0: Are the Chargers playing this weekend?
1: He got <laughs> hurt. So he could. He's on injury oh, yeah. reserve. That's
0: right. He did get hurt. That'd be really <laughs> funny.
1: He could show up again. I, listen, I got so, m- I don't even know where you want me to start. I have literally eight months of material to start you with. You do your thing. I'm just going to sit here with them. a Listen. I have, I have three speeches that I want to give to certain individuals who would you like to start with? I have here, I'll give you the options. I have a speech for 49ers fans, I have a speech for our fans, and I have a speech for the Eagles roster.
0: Start with 49ers fans.
1: Okay, we can do that like the nutcracker. Good. Best I was, we should do uh, ugly sweaters. I got an ugly sweater recently. We I got an ugly sweater for the week after the uh, mm-hmm. Eagles Cowboys game.
0: Okay, 49. 49- oh, are we shaving our beards,
1: by the way? Why?
0: I don't know. Didn't someone tweet us and say whoever loses should shave their beard?
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Let's pretend like we did forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shave. <laughs> Me either. Can we just go mustache at least?
0: Ooh. No. Uh, Movember's over.
1: But yeah, That's jones. what I thought you meant. I was like, oh, wait. I think it's like the 28th today. We might have missed it. <laughs> Oops. Oops. All right. you may continue. Speech one, 49ers fans. I feel like Kamala Harris, do not come. Do not come to this game. You have proven you are not mentally tough enough to attend games at Lincoln Financial Field. We do not want you here. You claim we are monsters, so do not come and be here. Buy a TV on a Black Friday deal. Sit down with your family and watch a good football team. We don't want you here, and you claim we are horrible. So don't come. It's fine. I don't need to see you at the Rocky Steps and in the fifth most popular bar in Xfinity and taking a flag through the parking lot like you're storming up the hill at the Battle of Gettysburg. You're not. You're not going to take over the stadium. It's never going to happen. It just causes unnecessary drama. Let's make Sunday about two good football teams. You like your football team? Think they're good. I like my football team. I think they're good. Mm -hmm. We don't need you here that radio station guy making up claims about how terrible we are. Don't come again then. Don't be here. That's it. Enjoy the game. It'll be a great game, primetime game, playoff atmosphere, but don't be a part of the atmosphere. Just watch at home. We don't want you here.
0: I agree. Um, Do I want their fans to take over the stadium? Yeah, just because I want the Niners to win this game. However, um, I think Cowboys Nation – Philly fans can all agree. I think the worst fans in, in the NFL currently are the 49ers fans. They're crybabies. Um, we've seen that against you guys. They literally make death threats. I've I've physically seen it. Um, they made death threats to <clears throat> Sean Sharif on 105.3, the fan in Dallas and his family when the Cowboys were playing them in the playoffs last year. I saw it even uh, with Lord Brunson. He said he got multiple death threats and they can even, today and the Niners fans have vaulted to the top of the worst fan base in the league. Um, You live in San Francisco. Like you're not like, like what, come on, like go to your tech job and shut
1: up. that's my whole thing this is this is literally a show where the point is for me and you to argue and what unifies us the most is how scummy 49ers fans have been and just to play the victim after all the bs that you did is just insane to me and then after all that to be like oh eagles fans they were so horrible they were so mean to me shut up then why are you talking about coming back don't be here if it was so bad for you don't come back ever
0: Is it your first day on earth? We all know what Philly fans do at home.
1: You do know that, but I know opposing fans that have had a good time. Like, this is not hard to figure out. Did the Bills fans have a bad time? No. Kevin, you've gone to games as a Cowboys fan, and it's okay. You know why? Because when I walk into the stadium, people
0: boo me, and I say, yes, I get it. And I say, everybody has their flaws. This one's just mine. They laugh. I laugh. Everybody walks on or I have I go with my wife who wears a sign and says with idiot pointing at me. (laughs) You have to have fun with it. You're not playing in the game. Why? like, Like, why are we fist fighting over a football game? That the players are not fist fighting about. And they get paid millions of dollars
1: unless they lose, in which case they always start a fist fight because just like your fans, your team is a bunch of sore fucking Mm -hmm. losers. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Especially Trent Williams.
1: Uh, Yeah. I was going to say, I don't want to see Trent Williams go after the second string safety. Jalen Carter will be there at the end. That, that actually kind of leads into uh, my next speech, which is for our team. Do not be a Jordan Phillips. So if you're unaware, Jordan Phillips on Sunday, tried to fight a fan lied about what the fan said. Mm-hmm. Instead, the fan was actually just maniacally laughing at him. He tried to fight a fan, multiple dirty plays, cheap shots going low and offsides where he took out cam Jurgens. Another play where he threw cam Jurgens over the pile. Mm-hmm. His emotions got the best of him in a big game. And instead of focusing on the play at hand, to produce for his team, because of his emotions, he ended up being detrimental to his team. He could have hurt his own teammates physically, and he hurt the team in terms of penalties. The or the 49ers are going to come out. I don't care what they're playing on the boombox. I don't care who's leading him out of the tunnel. I don't give a fuck what Devo Samuel said when his ass was on his couch when we were preparing for the Super Bowl. I don't care about any of that. They're going to try to start a fight with you pregame. That's what they want. This is about yeah. football. Play football. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. We have the perfect quarterback who's never showed emotion in his life for that. I saw him smiling at the Sixers game this week. That was awesome. We won by 40. How about that? The Sixers got Jalen Hurts' to smile. They love to antagonize. That's what they do. The locker room stuff with the boom box coming out of the tunnel. We They're saw it two with- years ago
0: I against the Cowboys. They literally intimidated the Cowboys before the game even started.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know this Eagles team, they're not going to be intimidated. Nope. The crowd's not going to be intimidated. Like the intimidation factor is not going to play. Don't let them antagonize you. Line up and play football. Cause what hurts them the most and what we've seen with these post game fights that they always start and it seems always happen when they're losing, what matters most is winning on the scoreboard. I, and th- that you know how much they care about this because they think that they were wrong last NFC championship. If you beat them on the scoreboard, That's it. You had your chance. That's the beauty of sports. You had another chance. You don't succeed. That's it, right? So it's just like play football. Don't be the guy who's over the top because your emotions got the best of you.
0: There's, I mean, there's just no need for it. I mean, and that that needs to start at the top with Sirianni, right? We see Sirianni. He gets. He's very emotional. Um, He likes to (laughs) yell. He likes to scream. But this is a moment where he needs to get control of his team, and and. I think a perfect pregame speech of this would be him saying, I'm going to hold myself accountable at the top to keep my emotions in check. Obviously, the emotions are going to be very high in the stadium. This is a rematch. I have emotions. You guys have emotions. I'm going to keep mine in check. You need to keep yours in check. If it Mm -hmm. starts at the top from him, I think that will rumble down to the leaders of the team like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham. It doesn't matter. and then that is going to flow into the rest of the team.
1: Exactly. I actually think that's really good. Where his speech is the com- combination of what we just said. I was like, just play football, beat them on the scoreboard. You're like, it starts with me. I'm not going to be emotional. I'm going to be locked in and focused. Yep. And you know that'll trickle down. Jalen Hurts, like we talked about, nothing is going to get to him. But the leaders of the team, like they've seen everything at this point. Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox is hopefully out there. I know we haven't gotten into the analysis of this game. Like everybody on this team has just Elaine Johnson. If he's out there, like these guys have seen everything. I don't think that they get wavered by stuff like this. So play football. win on the scoreboard. That's all I'm asking.
0: Jalen hurts shaking his head. while Jim Kelly made that field goal
1: was hilarious. So funny. I was jumping up and down in my living room and he's just like, yeah, (laughs) he was just pissed. They didn't score attention. I the way that they was going, that should have never been a 59 yard field goal. I was actually thinking touchdown at one point after the Devontae Smith catch. I was like, all right, we're in good shape. Like we still have a timeout. Ugh, it got ugly in a hurry.
0: Funniest thing in the world too. With that I don't think I told you this at the end of that game. It, you know, there was right before that drive for the Eagles to go down and tie it. I was like, my daughter was ready to go up. She's like, up, up, up. She want to go to bed. I said, all right. Said, my wife's watching. We're watching the game. I said, I'll go up. I'll take her to bed. You stay down there. Got her upstairs, getting her ready. Lisa's <laughs> watching the game. And then, mommy, oh. mommy, mommy. Oh, she wanted. I was like, I don't know what to tell you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Are you kidding me right now? Oh so like, man, just, just pause the game. So I was like, just, as I fall down. I'm like, just pause the game. So she paused it and then she took care of it. And I'm like, I like looked on my phone. I'm like, Oh, it's fourth and 17. Sweet. And I was downstairs. And then I've like, saw that they kicked it. I'm like, God damn. And then <laughs> she went over and she put it on and she's fast. And she's like, you know what happened? Don't you? I'm like, she's like, yes, you do. I'm like,
1: yeah, <laughs> there's no way. I definitely didn't check my phone. That'd be crazy.
0: <laughs> so, and then, and then she's like, well, what? I'm like, I I know one thing that happened. <laughs>
1: One little 59-yard thing that
0: happened, And then she's like, well, why don't you tell me?
1: I'm like, well, because I don't know the end of the game. <laughs> True. there A lot happened from the 59-yard bugle. So mm-hmm. you were that
0: That Brandon Graham saying it doesn't matter was
1: hilarious. I caught it live, and I thought it was really funny. I don't know if you heard. Uh, you might no, I didn't it see it a lot. Possible. But I heard it live, and I was just like, that's funny. And in my head, I was like, this goes one of two ways. Either he's on freezing cold takes, or this goes viral for his calling it. And yep. it went viral for calling it, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. That's my... There We could do an hour-long podcast on the 49ers Eagles. It's summed up to, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Play football. Mm-hmm. Also, finishing on that, and I'll go into my third speech. If James Bradbury gets a pick, this stadium may collapse. <laughs> it's going to be louder than the pick six and the NFC Championship in 2017 if he gets a pick. Yeah. That... Yeah. And- <laughs> If you if you lined him up and said talk, uh, could you tell whose voice it was? Like, could you even tell what his voice was? James Bradbury. James Bradbury. Yeah, no, right. Like he's the quietest, just like Mm -hmm. unassuming guy ever. He's the most like normal, especially because the corner on the opposite side talks all the time. Yep. (laughs) And I don't know why Bradbury has been the target of all this vitriol. Debo Samuel called him trash multiple times. Brandon Ayuk saying that they were going to expose the Eagles defense. It's just like, how did Bradbury get in the middle of this?
0: I think three plays that the stadium would would collapse on would be that a Bradbury pick, a like end around that Debo takes, and Jalen Carter just ends him into the ground yeah. and a strip sack fumble. Purdy from Hassan Reddick.
1: That is the that is a great power ranking three. That is absolutely a Stadium top, three. Was. an honorable mention. Fourth quarter tush push. We've yep. become this like villain. Everyone hates this theme. There's enough hate between these two teams. That it is just lining up and just you know what, screw you one last time for the touchdown. That place will go nuts.
0: <laughs> but go 49ers. Sorry. <laughs>
1: I can't, well, I know you have to root for them, but I also know that you feel similar. Oh, I
0: hate, yeah, I hate, I hate the, yeah,
1: I, yeah. That's what makes it tough sometimes in sports. Like, I have no reason to, to root for you aside from the math tells me I have to root for you because I don't like mad. you. It's the meme where it's like, the worst person you know just made a great point. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, it too, is like, I don't,
0: like, if the Cowboys get the five, they're going to play the the South. So probably awesome. Atlanta. And then they would go to Philly. Probably. probably. To where? To Philly, most likely. If Philly's the one, <laughs> depending on who would win the others. If someone, if a six or seven happened to pull an upset.
1: That's what happened last year.
0: It would be because yeah. it would be five versus four, seven versus two, six versus
1: three. Oh, had one the gets
0: Vikings,
1: the bye. You can see the Vikings beating the Lions in the first round a fucking mile away, can't you? That's just, that's just screams upset. (laughs) Well, then, then depending on where the Vikings, like if the Vikings were the six and they played the line through the three mile away, you see that upset coming. Yeah. Here here
0: you go. And then, and then here comes Joshua Dobbs rolling into the link. Mm -hmm. God, no,
1: no, I actually, that based on how Philly sports have gone, that would be a disaster. No, no. no. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. How did our baseball season end? Yeah. Okay, did we lose okay. to the Dodgers, That's... the Braves, or the Diamondbacks? How,
0: how many how many times have we seen the Vikings come into the link with True. Chase Keenum <laughs> and now Joshua Dobbs? Get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> if, if it was another team, if it was like another if it was the Lions, i feel like, this yeah. could be a disaster. The Vikings, there is a lot just of stuff. Just
0: play chess them. or something instead. Maybe it'll be more entertaining.
1: He's got to go back to NASA for that one.
0: Oh, God.
1: All right. One last rant. This one's the most important, and it should be the one every week. Uh, Eagles fans, don't be that fan. Mm-hmm. Don't sixty 65,000 in there, 64,999 are going crazy, having a good time, keeping it clean. Don't be that one guy, because the one guy ruins it for the rest of us. You're the one who goes viral. You're the one that makes them point at us and go, oh, look, she told you. I told you they were terrible. I told you they were pathetic people. I told you they were ignorant. Don't be the one who gets all everybody else in trouble. Be loud. Be engaged. Don't be over the top that gets you in trouble. Like
0: I hate that I'm gonna say this, but like as an Eagles fan, like emulate the your team, right? Look, look how your team acts.
1: I'd be like the Eagles
0: team doesn't act like the 49ers. Right on the field, no. being the they're bullies on the field, but like look at your leader in Jalen Hurts, in AJ Brown, right? Even young Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, like
1: mm-hmm. Josh,
0: Schwartz. be like them, which yeah. means be engaged, like you said, loud, involved, but you don't have to be that guy. Yeah, they don't want you to be that guy. They
1: don't even want you to be that guy. You can you can be loud. That's it. Don't be over the top. No, yep. but you're right. I feel like I'm getting like that. Maybe it's maturity in life, but I in that Bills overtime game, I was celebrating when we scored the game winning touchdown and on that 59 yard field goal, but aside from that, I'm just like this mm-hmm. straight up face I was just like Whew. you know, just talking about the plays but nothing was Yeah, well, I screaming. think it's
0: also I think you're now starting to expect it, right? The last 2 years like
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: You're not I don't want to say learning how to win. The Eagles have, have been pretty good your entire life and pretty consistent for the mm-hmm. most part. But I think the last two years has been almost on a different level. Um, and you're you expect them to win and you're and I think you're also it you may subconsciously not realize it, but what I just said, emulating the leaders on the team.
1: Mm-hmm. It is the Jalen Hurts effect, and it's the point I've been trying to make to people: is they're they're looking at stats at the end of the game, and you're like, I'm like, you you don't get it. Like, there's a mental toughness aspect of this that is so important in sports. Because if you lined up Justin Herbert's numbers versus Jalen Hurts numbers right now, I, I would bet you Herberts might be better. But there's a reason that that team's five and six, and there's a reason that the Eagles are ten and one. Well, and that, and that's Hurts factor of the mental toughness that he provides. That's the
0: thing too
1: that I just
0: this makes me fucking so furious about Twitter. Like mid game, there's people tweeting, and it's in my fan base during the Bills and the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, never assume. Like you are a quarter and a half into the game, and they're screenshotting hurts the stats. Like, this is your MVP. No, nope, can't be. And really- I'm like, why are you doing that right now? And then you got five touch. I'm like, what? Just like, why? I, this we have a we have a podcast called Birds vs Boys, and I'm not tweeting about the Eagles all game when the Eagles are playing. Like, what, I don't understand.
1: You gotta see the finished product. You can't count the votes. Stolen election. A lot of votes coming in overnight. Can't count them before they're done.
0: <laughs> I got I got nutcracker hair all over my.
1: All over my you got to keep that thing though. Cracker, yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I got a little, little thing, I gotta get one. Oh, look, I, I can't see it now, but I got a little new, uh, little Hertz figurine. Let's grandma, yeah. Listen, we're one and o in the Hertz figurine era, so
0: shout out grandma,
1: yeah. Grandma came through clutch. This thing's awesome. Um, yeah, but I, I just the mental toughness factor mm-hmm. is just, I think that's why I'm just like, I never get too high or too low during a game because I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. In a good way, and a bad way, because I'm always like, yeah, with Hurts, they can do anything. And I'm like, with this yep. offense, they could do nothing. <laughs> like, we could be up 14 against the 49ers. I'm not going to be doing jumping jacks for joy. No. Nope. I got it. They've gotten really away from that, like, executing in the fourth quarter, having that five-minute drive that ends in points, you know, kind of putting the, the final nail in the coffin. That game went to overtime. Because they got the ball back up 28-24 with seven minutes left, and the Bills went on a five-and-a-half-minute touchdown drive. Yep. Like, the, the They could have lost that game right there because of their lack of execution on offense. So there's times still where it's like you, we need to execute better. We need to be smoother. I think there's a lot and, of good things that they do, and there are a lot of good things they did in that second half. But And, and they even made great second-half adjustments too.
0: And it, even on that – Game tying drive at the end. Jason Kelsey having two penalties, right yeah. for fault. Like, Weird. and then all of a sudden it's fourth and seventeen, and you're and you're making Jake Elliott forty two have a sixty yard field goal to to tie the game
1: in a driving rain. Oh, by yep. the way, it's going to rain again on Sunday. What what is, is going on? It doesn't rain here, and this is our fourth rain game of the season, third straight. Yep, just phew, that's a little brutal. It is. And, um, yeah. So uh, just kind of be clean, but I think this is another game where you don't have to, there's no speech you have to give in terms of getting your team up for this game. Yep. You know, like they, they'll be focused. They'll be locked in. And with Lane Johnson back, you obviously feel a lot more confident than you can play a clean game. And I touched on this. They looked awful in the first half and the first drive resulted in three throwaway th- three throwaways, but you script your first 10 to 15 plays when they scripted those, they thought Lane Johnson was in the game. Mm-hmm. And then they woke up the morning of the game, and he wasn't there. And it was like, all right, well, this like this might not work. That's not the same plan that we had when we started. So I think it's a little bit different this time around.
0: Did you see somebody uh, send a message to Lane Johnson's girlfriend?
1: Yes, that was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she are just you responding with, for his, never mind
1: yeah <laughs> she just responded with uh yeah, laughing that wasn't a no, no.
0: <laughs> good for him
1: pop some scar tissue mm-hmm. that's what the kids are calling it these days
0: <laughs> mm. so one of my i told i sent you that text a couple of weeks ago to one of my doctors and i know that you see that? that he's a urologist and he had that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. no thank you
1: That used to be, like, the A Thousand Ways to Die. It would be, like, brutal stuff like that. Yeah. That used to freak me out. Mm -mm. Uh, Quick game thing. Yep. I know I touched on, like, what, the fan code of conduct for 30 minutes. One game thing is how they plan to corral Christian McCaffrey. One, we do a good job of jamming up the inside. (laughs) We do a good job of... Jamming the running game on the inside is what I should say. Um, (laughs) The bills did a great job in the rain of trying to make it a little bit more efficient, get the backs involved in the passing game goes without saying that the 49ers are going to try to do that with McCaffrey. One of the best, probably the best patch catching back in the league. And it kind of put the bills in fortuitous situations where they were in third and twos instead of third and nines. So, how do the Eagles plan on containing him? Is a big thing. Is Blankenship going to be playing up towards the line? Stuff like that, you know.
0: I I, I think in this game, and this is not the, this is not the game where you want your linebackers playing your fourth string linebacker. So I think best. with that, you're going to have to have Reed playing up up close.
1: I think so. Also, not only that, but uh, Fletcher Cox. I don't know if he's going to play. So having two is starters Davis okay. Jordan Davis is good to go. Yeah, he was fine. He was just a, uh, listen, man, he dude. got a little gassed. I saw the fifth post game. He's like, that's a big man. That's a big fall. <laughs> you hear, you know, it's like country accent. It was yep. so funny. That's a big man. That's a big fall. <laughs> I was,
0: I was watching him walk out the tunnel after that game. I'm like, that dude is just gassed, gassed. Uh,
1: but I, I know I do this like every week. And
0: it's like, how good must that have slept? How, how good do you think that sleep was that? Sunday night for him. Well,
1: yeah, he was knocked out. He was a slumbering, hibernating bear. But How big must his bed be? Oh, double queen king size. It's probably just an entire room. A,
0: a double California king.
1: Double California king <laughs> with extra uh, padding support. <laughs> I, I, I know I touch on this like all the time, but it's so important in a stretch like this, playing a good team week after week. But to have guys like Jordan Davis who have played in every big game imaginable who are busting their ass to the sideline going 16 miles an hour after a mobile quarterback and laying it out on the line and knowing what it takes to win is just so important. It is so Mm -hmm. important to have guys like Carter and Davis who played as many snaps as they did on Sunday and guys like Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith who made big plays on offense and they do all the time because they've been here a million times. It's so important to have those guys because it leads to plays like that. Like if you look at it, like Jordan Javis, you know, caught Allen on the sideline and you're like, aha, it's funny because he's big. He saved them yep. to make them kick a field goal.
0: Yep. Literally. Think about that. Cause he yeah. knew. I mean, he he that's that's you can't teach that type of effort. That's just in or no. it's not.
1: It's championship-level effort, and it's just so important in these games and really excited to have them on the team. Uh, And Just one thing on the offense in in terms of analysis. You you saw what they were doing in the second half, trying to get DeAndre Swift to the outside. Once they started doing that, they started getting the play action involved, uh, even hit Jack Stoll, the tight end. Dallas Goddard might play this week. He's he's pushing. I would not be shocked if he was if he was out there. It's crazy. I think he'll definitely play against Dallas. He that is the report. He is pushing the play this week. He will be out there for Dallas. So I think him in that in that kind of thing, what they found and trying to uh, bounce DeAndre Swift to the outside with those like zone runs and then utilizing play action, getting it to the tight end. Then everyone's like e- your eyes are up in the backfield. All of a sudden, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are behind you. Is that what they try to utilize against the 49ers? I would not be shocked to see that again.
0: I wouldn't be either. And if I'm an Eagles fan, um, Brian Johnson, don't get my quarterback killed against these linebackers in this game.
1: Yeah. I, if Fred Warner attacks Jalen Hurts, I'm going to be very mad at Brian Johnson. Like, buddy,
0: I, you're, you're getting
1: that. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, now-
0: and if, I'm, if I'm Jalen Hurts, get the fuck down.
1: Get Yeah. Yep. Or get out of bounds. Nope. Also, though, like when you're running towards the out of bounds and you have the ball in your hand, you can throw the ball out of bounds. so you don't have to take a three-yard sack and run out of bounds like he did on That
0: that type he's of play always confuses me.
1: He's done that multiple times. And it just makes he's such a smart, heady player. And then he takes a three-yard loss for no reason. And you're like, what are you doing? And then you're
0: like, now we have why second and thirteen.
1: Yeah. Why is it second and thirteen? All you had to do, you literally could have underhanded the ball out of bounds. Yeah. It's odd that he does that but I'm not going to complain. No, <laughs> He's 99 mind. times out of 100. He makes the right play, and I'm okay. So we have two big games,
0: both the Cowboys and the Eagles, heading into next week's Birds versus Boys game in Dallas. I think both of these games are going to be phenomenal. Cool. Um, <laughs> I really hope, because I really enjoyed last Sunday's football games, it's nothing better than Good. your team winning on a Thursday, and then you can just enjoy the football, Well, especially this week, and enjoy all of the... <laughs> College championship games on Saturday, and then the big games on Sunday.
1: Oh, baby! Uh, I talked about it last week. Good, good football time of the year. Championship
0: Saturday, yeah. college birthday football birthday party all afternoon on Saturday.
1: Woof! <laughs> Are there like other families there? Like you're like we could throw the football game on the background. Well, I'm not. I'm not bringing my
0: child. My kids staying at grandma's house. <laughs> One-year-old to- birthday parties are like more for adults, it, not for my. It's it's a friend's first birthday party, like one of our friend's son's birthday.
1: The year your one-year-old is not going to the one-year-old birthday party during nap time. So you go to a one-year-old's birthday party. It's
0: at like a restaurant. It's not like at like Chuck E. Cheese. So first I don't, I don't birthday know. parties are more for like the adults. Okay, and then once they... because the kid doesn't, the kids like they did.
1: Well, yeah, besides
0: when they eat the cake. So, yeah, no.
1: I have so much to learn. It's insane. I
0: will teach you one day. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the Thursday night game for the Cowboys. Enjoy all of the games, including the 49ers and the Eagles on Sunday. If you are a 49ers fan, don't be an idiot. You are. You are right. an idiot, but that's okay. Uh. Th- we are over the hour mark, which our producer always wants to kill us about. But, hey, there is a no. lot going on this game. We don't care. This is, this is the type of time in the season where we need to talk. And that's what we do. So tell your friends. Tell your family. I know. I know. The show is called Birds vs. Boys, and I know this episode we talked mainly just Birds vs. Boys, but we do cover the entire NFL from draft to Super Bowl and everything in between. So tell your friends, tell your family, Birds vs. Boys. It's not just a show and a content network for Eagles fans or for Cowboys fans. If you like football, hey, if you even like football, subscribe, okay? Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, X, Instagram. TikTok and anywhere you listen to your podcast we are there with full episodes as well watch out for the cowboys recap show from me on friday and aiden's dropping either sunday night or monday after
1: the eagles game First, first thing sunday night i'll have it it'll probably be unhinged one way or another 49ers fans let's make it about the football let's enjoy two good teams let's keep it to the football
0: Enjoy the games, everybody, and.
1: Hey, oh, Shaq. <laughs> Come on. Chris Hansen here, and I'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out birds versus boys.
0: I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots, yep.
1: stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Hubs on alert, Hubs on alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in fifteen minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.